0: Welcome to the Roll for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plagstone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on listener, your quest awaits.
1: Hey everyone, Steve here. Welcome to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Stone. I'm your and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, well, this is it. This is the end. The adventure is over, one way or another. So normally with The Fall of Stone, what I do is I put all my talking in the beginning of the adventure, and then there's nothing at the end of the adventure. Well, I'm mixing it up this week, because I want to talk to you after the adventure's over, otherwise I have spoilers. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to do a real quick intro right now, and then after the adventure's over, I will come back and talk to you and tell you what our plans are with this adventure, with these characters, with the podcast, and so forth. So here we go, super quick intro. We're going to jump right into the action where we last left off last week. This is going to be it. The adventure is ending after this week, one way or another. Either they all saved the town. They all run away, and we never find out what happens to Stone, Or Stone has been destroyed and wiped off the map. Or they all die. One of these four things is going to happen in the next couple of minutes. And all of them are very much real possibilities. This is the Jason Bowman adventure, after all. So with that, let's get to the end of the Fall of Stone. She dies, collapses... And as the blood is seeping out of her mouth, and she looks at you on flames, no less, Cade, she just laughs and says, You feel good killing me? You're as bad as they are. Don't worry.
2: They'll all be dead, and so will you. Can I just throw her body in the river while she's doing saying this?
0: Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. Sure. Yes. You throw her wait, body no, in the her. river. Bow. No, no, wait, no, you did it. No, no, you no, said
2: you did I it. I just said can I. I didn't say I was you, doing well, it.
1: The body's in the river. It's now
3: floating
0: away. Goodbye, all the, all those magic
3: items she was carrying.
0: Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. Okay, Villary's turn goes. She moves
1: down the river.
0: No, what? Yes.
1: Yes. You no. Did it? Okay. I have rules here. I was just a question.
4: Yeah. It was a joke. It was let's a joke.
0: See, uh, let's see. Let's
4: see. Dave, you're such a cruel
0: GM. You're so mean. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer. It's just funny.
1: It's just funny. She's floating away. You think? You think? No. It's you. You were holding her and. As Prue's thinking about it, she slips and uh, all the blood and falls in the river. Well, the good news is she's pretty easy to catch, and Celeste is up, because someone's still on fire. And you might die from the fire, so we'll see what happens, Celeste.
4: You're so mean. I'm not mean. All right, the town needs to know what happened. We need proof, So I'm going to go down and grab her and drag her out of the river. So one action to move down, another action to grab her, and then the last one to drag her out.
1: The grab, what is grab?
4: Standard action, or one action.
2: Athletics against a corpse's reflex? I know, seriously.
1: Give me a, just roll a d20. Okay, you do
4: 17. it. 17. Oh, you my.
1: do it, you do it. And you run over. Celeste's like, no, the loot, I mean the body. <laughs> grabs her out of the river. And uh, Prue's like, whoops, Butterfingers.
2: That was totally an accident.
1: <laughs> okay, is anyone else going to do anything, or should we just
0: see what happens to Cade and his dad? I'm put myself out. Rob Tramarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. I can just dunk D-
2: you in the water.
0: Please like, dunk me.
2: I'm just going to dunk Cade.
0: Okay, you grab
1: Cade, put him in the water. I should see if you roll a one that you drop him by accident. Okay, roll a ten. So you don't drop them by accident, which which ought to be also would have been really funny. Okay. She's dead. She's waterlogged. It looks like everything's still on her. Maybe. She dropped her dagger, so that didn't go in the water. So that's still on the ground. And Gray Tusk uh, got away. That's the best part. Dun, dun, dun. All right. We have a nemesis now.
4: So if she's saying that it's too late for the town and all this. I'm a little concerned. I think we better go there and see what's going on or, or something. Are there any notes or anything up near the cauldron? Any Or any, like, journal on her body? Anything that will help us figure out what she tried to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can quickly search her body. And she seems to have some daggers, a key. She's wearing leather armor. She has a couple of other potions on her. She has the dagger that she was using against you guys. and
2: That's a good had, dagger. You should take that Kate.
1: She has um, this weird alchemical crossbow that she actually was like putting the actual um, potions. It sort of like clicks the potion in and then coats the arrows with what the potion does. So if you like, kind of clicked an acid potion in there, it would automatically coat the arrow with acid while it was being fired. It's really cool. That is kind of cool. And she had money on her. She had um, two platinum, thirty-eight gold, and four silver.
2: Ooh,
1: and some bracers. Some cool bracers. Kind of don't remember. Was there a chest in her room that the key might go to, or as I imagine, you had? There's so many things you guys didn't loot. Yeah, there's a big uh, library and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there were like chests and stuff. There was a lot going on back there. But uh, as for a journal, let's see. Mm -hmm. Nothing here. Nothing on her. We
2: We had
4: nothing up near the cauldron. No recipes or anything?
1: If you remember back in the other room where those alchemical drudges were, they kept throwing up on you to the west there was a ton of recipe books over there
4: all right so the question is do we stop to try to figure out what she was doing or just like run back to the town
2: we already waited for what like 16 hours here and it's gonna take us a day to get back to town if we sprint back right now it's not gonna prevent anything that's already in the works
3: i think we should get back quickly i mean though if we can maybe rest before we head back that might be useful just in case there's something else we have to fight back in town.
2: Yeah, or some random encounter messes us up.
3: But in terms of, like, you know, searching this place for loot, we could always come back and do that now that we've kind of assumed control of it.
4: Well, Well, Tusk is probably watching
2: us. She'll come back and loot it herself.
4: Yeah. I think we should do a quick once-over on our way out to see if we find any notes, because that won't take forever. It's not like we're scouring it, but at least we can grab any bit of shiny we can fit, fit in our pockets, but more than important than that, hopefully we'll come across her notes, whatever she was up to in town, and that way when we get back there, maybe we can help them with whatever had happened. I guess I'm not ready to give up on. We can't save the town. That that just I seems.
2: Think
3: she's she may have just yeah. been trying to psych us out or something.
4: It's possible, but I I have to believe there's hope. I have to believe there's something we can do.
3: I didn't start a church for just for him to go and destroy it.
1: So here's the thing: town is. Eight hours away. So it's up to you how you want to do this. If you rest, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can stay here. You can leave. You can rest. If you rush back, you'll probably be fatigued since you've been up all day. And, um, you know, you have to, if you want to spend a little bit of time healing. She does have a book on her, but it's just her formula book. So that's kind of useless.
2: Let me ask you this. If we rest, do we level up?
4: I don't think stopping to rest is a good idea. You guys can rest if you want. I, I, I'm going to take a quick look around on my way out and I'm going to head back to town.
3: No, but if we get back to town and have, have to fight something we've got no resources to fight it with, that's Or we not... could
4: rest, let it murder everyone in town and we'll just get back to a pile of corpses. That doesn't sound much better.
2: Airplane rules. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of someone else.
4: I don't think that applies in this instance. There's a lot of people counting on us.
2: Are you saying airplanes weren't invented yet? I'm saying airplanes
4: weren't invented yet.
1: You do not I'm level correct. up. You only have 29.79. You are short. Get back here, Gray Tusk. We need to kill you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny. I was looking. You're short by... What's that? 31. 31 experience points. The Gray Tusk won't give me enough. Well, whatever you want to do, you tell me. We I
3: mean, it's... We it's can at of, least. It's take kind time. of a metagamey thing that we, you know, it's like I don't. I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, sort of morally, I agree with Celeste. We would want to hurry back and try to help the town, but I mean, realistically, we we are kind of depleted.
2: I mean, our we, characters know they're exhausted. It's not that meta.
3: Yeah, we don't know. I mean, you know, it's not that metagamey to know that you're tired from a day of fighting.
2: It's up to you. I mean, here's the thing.
1: She, uh, you will get an, um, a hero point for killing her so you all have one of those, so that helps. And obviously you can just heal yourselves up real quick by drinking stuff, and then whatever you want to do... So, well yeah,
3: like 40 minutes or an hour to do a couple cycles of lay on hands is certainly needs to happen either way.
2: The problem is if we arrive at town fatigued, we're just asking to get
4: killed if in whatever fight is fatigue there. Fatigue
1: is only one to AC and saves. That's all
2: fatigue is.
4: I'd rather show up Tired and be able to help someone Then show up to a town full of bodies
2: Well bare minimum We have to heal up and we can cheese Lay on hands for that
4: Alright well let's do a quick search of this chamber Brixley you can rest up in the lounge And we'll come and see you Meanwhile we'll search all those chambers that we missed last time There's a lot of paperwork and books and something There's gotta be something in there that's helpful
3: Okay Yeah I'll I'll guard I'll uh, do lay on hands I'll have Ember kind of guard just in case Tusk comes back
4: that sounds prudent. Okay, so what
1: do you do? It does 12 points. <laughs> is
3: that correct? Yeah, I'm, 72 down, points. I'm down one cast. I'm only down seven points at this point.
1: <laughs> well, now we're doing it the right way. So you do 12 points. So you look like you are completely healed. And the only ones that are down now is Prue and Cade, and
2: that's it. I'm down two casts of it.
1: Okay, so that's 30 minutes. So give me a general idea of what you're gonna do so he heals himself you have the body it has stuff on it but it's gonna take time to identify and you know it's up to you if you want to spend that time to do that otherwise you will have another hero point for those who didn't spend it now two for now and there's a fair amount of things that you didn't look for or through, so it might take a little while. It's up to you how much you want to do or how much you could spend in X amount of time. And if you remember, I'm trying to see, working backwards, you, let's see, let me just look through my notes. The, the experimental laboratory where you fought that amalgam there was lots of notes and diagrams, and you guys just ran through here. So you missed a lot in that room. There was a lot of papers in that room, like a ton. And let's see. And then back in like the main area, there was her room, which you kind of went through her room, but there was that sort of study with the bookshelves and the fireplace. You didn't really go through that at all. And then there's still that thing locked in the kitchen, (laughs) which is actually still in the kitchen. And there's a couple other rooms. Some of them you went through and some of you didn't. And um, as you go through them, I can help remind you which ones you didn't. But the room to the west, that huge chamber, you guys just ran right through and didn't check anything in that.
4: All right. I'm looking back through my notes and I wrote down. So Celeste is actually like looking back through her journals. Um, I remember we we found this note that said something about a human being exposed to a viridian vapor and that the human died in agony in less than a day. So it was a slow, painful death. And then they burned the body and put it in a pit as instructed. Do you think that may be what she's up to? Something with this viridian vapor? I don't don't think we've seen anything like that. Viridian vapor? I'm not sure. Does it say a way to cure it? Well, no, it was just instructions given to those orcs, but I don't know. I'm just saying, I at least maybe that'll narrow it down unless you run into anything that be, could be considered a, a vapor. They're those nasty plants, but I doubt that was it. Those didn't seem like they'd was, kill us.
5: There was a, uh, a dwarf in like some sort of like glass, right? Something, some sort of... Mm-hmm. Was that what yeah, that Yeah, let's was? go
4: check that out. Let's Let's see if we can help. The dwarf, or what that was about.
5: Oh, he's super dead, but... I think those are the are those the vapors trapped in there. It seemed almost like they were... Like, alive. And hungry.
1: Alright. Up to you. You want to go to that room and take a look around?
4: Yeah, on the way out of here... We're going to look through all the different rooms.
1: Okay, well, you look around this area... And other than this bubbling cauldron... And the lights... And you see up in the ceiling, this sort of skylight way up. You don't see any papers or anything worthwhile.
4: There's no notes
1: or journals or books or shelves or anything.
4: Right, not in here. But what about that big room with the weird dead dwarf and all the big tables of alchemical stuff?
1: Okay, I'll say you move cautiously back through the caves up into this large room. And that was a large chamber that was obviously an alchemical laboratory. And this one is meticulously cleaned, well-organized. There's two cauldrons. The walls are lined with shelves that hold tons of old books, orderly rows of glass bottles, each containing reagents and ingredients. There's three pits. And way to the west, there's a tall glass cylinder that contains the blackened corpse of a dwarf surrounded by a swirling green mist.
2: You also said there's a ton of notes in here, right?
1: There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bookshelves filled with books, notes all across the desks, and uh, right. some
4: other formulas and other things hanging on the walls. Well, let's start with the stuff on the desks and look through the papers and see if there's anything about a vapor or vidian or vidian vapor or whatever that is. Or any other schemes that like we haven't run into. So we know about the alchemical animals. We know about the giant pit acid. You know any, anything else? We know about the weird angry plants.
1: Sure. You look at the table, and there is uh, her formula book for this chamber. She had like her personal formula book. This is like her big ass formula book that has all her formulas. And it's open next to one of the cauldrons. None of you are alchemists, so you can't really read it. You know what this is, but obviously you don't know the you don't have the skills to actually create these. However, if anyone is skilled enough in crafting, you might be able to kind of figure out what's going
2: on with any of these formulas. I can take a
1: look. Prue frost hammer. Crafting.
2: And this is gonna be at plus one.
1: Holy crap. 23. Well, guess what? You made it. You take a look and you're able to identify just through pattern recognition that the ingredients that were being delivered by Bort and that appear to be in this chamber is sure enough the Viridian Vapor. And... You read it, and it describes an absolute lethal dose of the disease contracted by inhaling the vapors. The disease causes horrific fungus to grow inside the lungs within hours, leading to death. There is no cure. On top of that, you look around and realize that there was enough ingredients in this room to create hundreds and hundreds of batches. But the problem is... All those ingredients are empty, which means like there was like the remnants of where those ingredients were. But you see all the areas of the shelves labeling those ingredients and they're gone. So either she was keeping it ready or she used it all up. In addition, you find a parchment tucked inside the formula book that bears a diagram of a round flat-topped rock with a depression on top. The diagram depicts a procedure for using acid to create a reservoir inside the stone. There's only one note on the illustration, reading, quote, Mother's ring will be the key, unquote.
2: Well, obviously now we're going to look at the stuff we pulled off Villery. Did we get any rings from her? I guess I'm still holding this corpse, aren't I? Let's look at her hands.
1: She has no ring, but you can see clearly on her finger, there was a pattern of where her ring used to be. It's gone. Also, you know for a fact that that dwarf in the glass case is suffering from the effects of this vapor. And it's still active. How about that for awesome?
2: You said suffering, so he's not dead yet.
1: What do you mean? Oh, no, he's dead. He's he's oh Well, he's not
2: suffering anymore if he's dead.
1: Well, okay, fine. So, um, also you realize that if you take Viridian Vapor, you will die within 10 minutes of breathing it in.
4: 10 minutes? There's no cure. The note said the human died in agony in less than a day. I guess 10 minutes is less than a day, but it seemed like more than that. Jeez. All right. Um, well, if she had made this much of it, it definitely sounds like she was planning on using it to, to attack the town. Somehow and something about the plague stone in mother's ring i don't understand
2: how about an arcana check to try and figure out what kind of ritual that's referencing
4: sure i could use a cult maybe i don't have a current arcana you I could have do a arcana. cult
1: you could do arcana a cult can one. all right let's let's arcana. both
4: think about it 20
1: you're not exactly sure sorcerer. but you think maybe using the ring maybe is a trigger to set off something.
2: Well, we have to search for that ring then. There's a big place though. It could take us a while.
1: Well, again, it looks like there was a ring on her finger. And it's recent that it's gone.
3: Unless yeah. she gave it to a minion, the person she sent back to Plaguestone.
4: She could have given it to uh, that Great task. Although, they also said that when she was saying that they're already all dead so it seemed like yeah if she gave it to someone to take back there and do something with knowing that we were coming maybe
2: yeah i wonder if the ring triggers the reaction
4: well if she had one and doesn't have it now and it looks like it triggers a reaction of a crap ton of this gas we should probably head back to the town Hopefully, if we can stop whomever is there, but if there's a diagram of the Plague Stone, it looks like that's where they're going. So we just need to beeline it to there and hope that we beat them to it. Don't they have a lead of like 16 hours or more? I mean, we don't know when they left. Well, at the
2: bare minimum, let's heal up as much as we can.
5: Where does this river go?
4: I got one spell left or we have potions, whichever you prefer.
2: We have we have Brixo.
5: You also
1: see a look around, there's something like 18 potions that probably are viable. You're not exactly sure what some of them are. Some of them look familiar, however. Uh, The river goes underground, deep underground, so that, you know, might be certain death, who knows.
3: Yeah, let's not do
4: that. Um, I don't know, I have one spell left if you want to to do it on the road, but I think we all need to get going. I don't think we should sit around here, uh, knowing now what we know.
2: Can we identify some healing potions real quick?
1: Ten minutes, up to you.
2: Uh, can you do it while we walk? There's a lot of potions in here. I don't know if I can carry them all. Didn't you each have like three
4: or four healing potions?
2: I've got some miners. Okay.
3: Can I, ten, can I do my ten minutes of meditation while riding, Ember?
1: I don't know about that, but you have two lessers left, and that does 3d6 6 plus 6, so Prue is one and Brixley is one.
4: Yeah, just drink one of those and let's go.
3: I thought I was topping everybody off while you guys were
1: searching the papers. But
4: well, I don't know how much time just passed, but we searched this room a bit and found some stuff. So,
1: A few minutes. It's definitely not 10 minutes.
4: I mean, I don't think we should spend 40 minutes sitting around here, you know, drinking beer and sh- shooting the shit when the, the whole other thing I want to check
3: really quick The other thing I want to check really quick is I, I could be wrong, but I could have swore there was like some sort of chest in her room. And uh, We can go look it.
2: real quick. Doesn't hurt to yeah, look. Let's take look. a
3: quick look. And then she had a key on her, so maybe that chest. Maybe the, there's. If I was right about the chest, yeah. maybe the key opens the chest.
2: Well, you go sit down and recharge your Healy hands, and we'll take a look at it.
3: Okay,
1: yeah, I'll do that. Okay, you run upstairs. And let's see. There is. I don't know. Let's see. Do you just take all those potions that you think might be useful?
2: We just them just in, in a burlap sack, now. I guess.
3: I'll take the fancy schmancy crossbow. I think I could actually. I think I can use crossbows.
1: Okay,
2: striking dagger. So that'd be great for Cade.
1: I'll take it. You, um... let's see. In her chambers, you actually managed to open the chest because inside the chest, that's where you found the moderate alchemist fire, the two lesser. Oh right. Uh, Okay. All right. The energy mutagen and tons of gold. Tons of gold.
2: We can still learn something here. Let's look and see if that key fits this chest.
1: It fits the chest.
2: No problem. Well, there we go. Key's a red herring.
1: You learn
4: something new every day. Can we please go now?
3: Yeah, I guess let's be heroes and try to to save the town.
2: If it's not too much to ask, I would like to not be literally half dead when we walk into the town. It's
1: up to you. You have lots of healing potions. Can we
3: spare one more ten minutes for ten minute ca- for one more cast to lay out hands on Prue?
5: Sure.
4: Uh, plus eight on that, 19 hit points back to Prue, and then Celeste walks out of the room. Cool, let's go.
1: There you go. Celeste starts leaving.
4: I'm just going to go. If no one's coming with me, it's just going to be me. She's leaving. I just, I feel like so far... We've determined the key is some sort of ring that has to I don't know interact somehow with the plague stone that seems to be important in this whole thing and it's going to release a gas that murders people within 10 minutes. Yeah, we should probably make sure we beat whomever has it to the plague stone. We either we get there and everyone's alive and we just guard the plague stone and make sure no one gets to it or we get there and everyone's dead and I guess we took too long. But I'd rather have a chance at the first outcome.
1: All right,
3: let's go save the
1: town. Let's go. Okay. Celeste gives a stern talking to the party.
4: Sorry. I don't. I, w- I would feel like the biggest asshole in the world if we're like, so we took another hour and we healed up for free and we searched all these rooms and we got bags full of loot and now we're going to get back to. Oh, and everyone's dead. Oh, well, I guess we're rich. Like, no, that's, that doesn't make me feel good.
2: I'm just looking at it logically. Like, we already took so much time. There's no way they're not already dead. Who did she send back?
4: Cool, then we'll come back here and loot shit later, or you will, and I'll just murder myself. I don't know, but right now, we don't know. Who did
5: she send back? We don't know, right? An orc? A giant? She didn't send back a turtle.
1: Well, you leave the town. Sorry, you leave the castle. What do you want to do? How do you get back to town?
2: First well, things first, can we look at the horizon and see if there's smoke coming from the direction of Plaguestone or something?
1: You see no smoke. It's 20 miles away,
5: so you see nothing. Unless we have horses, we start walking. Well, one of us has a ride, but... Then if you want to gallop ahead, please do.
3: No, I'll stay with the group. I don't think me... I mean, if, if we're already talking about being ragged, I don't think me getting there early does a lot to change the dynamic. Yeah. So...
2: And really Always. Ember's move speed's what, thirty
5: feet?
3: Yeah, and Ember isn't that much faster when carrying me.
5: Mm, true.
3: Alright, we'll just you know just all stay together and head back to town.
2: Let me see okay. how much hit points I have, I'll take a potion. Are
1: you gonna be I pushing think- through? Or doing anything? We Wait, go- I think th-
4: if okay, so if you're riding Ember, then the only person who's slower than thirty feet is Prue, and that's just cause your armor, is alright? Yeah. It might be worth for twenty miles taking your armor off so we can get there faster.
2: Five hit points from a minor elixir of life.
5: Is there another one of those? I'll drink one too. For two dumb hit points.
2: It's something. So if I take my armor off, I only go up to 25, and then I'm wholly unprotected.
4: How? How is it less than... Oh, because oh, thir- 25 is the base in the system, I right. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, that's just as fast as everyone except the cat. And since we don't have any way to get everyone up that fast, well, then there you go.
1: Okay. So you start walking through briskly the path you came. And it is nighttime. It is dark. Do you wish to do anything or just hurry back to town as quickly as you can?
5: Hurry back to town quickly as quickly right as we can. Sleeping will make Celeste cry. And all of us cry. Especially if everyone's dead. I mean, she's not stopping. If Celeste isn't stopping. We're not stopping. Okay,
1: no one's stopping. Let's get to the final countdown. There's still a grim possibility that the town of Etrin's Folly is now a town filled with the dead and dying. Miles pass. Minutes turn to hours. And finally, the unsuspecting village grows ever closer. There's no sign of Villary's minion. but That only adds to a growing sense of dread. Ettrin's Folly comes into view at the crest of a hill. You now see, as you hurry into town, several items in front of you. First, off in the distance, you see what appears to be the dead body of Sir Lawrence Kent on the ground. In addition, you see Parry no. sparring with an alchemical dredge. As she looks up to you for a split second, with hope in her eyes, it's one second too late. No. As the alchemical dredge vomits acid onto her, and she goes down screaming in agony. The alchemical dredge pays her no heed and continues moving towards the Plague Stone.
5: Cade will scream and in anger and run right toward her and have a potion.
3: And I swear to God, if Gray Tusk shows up again, I'm getting in the car and driving to New York and beating you up.
5: <laughs>
1: Don't beat me.
3: All right, then I'm driving to Seattle and beating up someone at Pies <laughs> You can
1: Ballman. beat up Jason Ballman.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't beat it. I didn't mean it. I mean no ill will towards Jason Ballman.
1: <laughs> Let me just look up Great Tusk's stats. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs>
3: Well, hopefully he was mortally wounded, so hopefully he would drag himself to town, or she would drag herself to town even slower than we would.
1: Okay. Here we go. The alchemical dredge, who you fought, oh, so many of them, puked all over your student. She was now bathed Uh and in a pool of acid. In addition, you're all fatigued as you ran through the night, coming to town right as the sun is rising kent is 15 feet in front of you laying on the ground appears quite dead
2: how did he die though acid
1: puke looks looks like acid puke and punching he didn't have any Mm. weapons with him but he seemed to go out fighting parry well you saw what just happened to her
0: roll for combat
1: well this is a strange one prue's up first that never happens
2: that is strange. Uh, let me see how far I am.
1: You actually rolled a twenty on in your initiative, and the alchemical drudge is last. Well, except for Celeste.
5: Brixley, okay. Brixley, you have to heal her. Celeste, you have to heal her.
1: Right.
3: I'll take I'll take care of her, Cade. What was
2: oh, that? Sorry
5: about
1: that. Oh, I forgot. What was that? I'm just killing she's her. Dead? Don't worry. <laughs> well, she's dying. You better hurry. She dropped. We'll find out. Pru's up.
2: All right, I'm going to use two move actions to get right up to the dredge. And I'm going to grab it with an athletics against its fortitude. Probably don't get it.
1: You roll a 15 against its fortitude save. You fail to grab it.
2: I could use a hero point. What do you all think?
1: That sounds like a good idea.
2: All right, I'll do that.
1: Okay, hero point time. You rolled a 15. Let's see if you can do it this time. 17.
2: Uh, creeping up. Probably not enough, though.
1: Fortitude, you grab Fort it. DC. Barely. Mm. You yes. just grab it.
5: Kate is up. Uh, he makes a beeline for Pari.
2: Got a potion you can give
5: her? Uh, Whatever the, the last minor one.
2: That's life-saving.
5: Well, let me see. <laughs> well, it's
1: two actions to move up to her. And then one, one and
2: one to pull, pull it out.
1: out. Yep.
3: And stop the beast, Kate. I've got this.
1: It doesn't look like you have any miners. You don't have any healing left, oh. anyhow. So oh, then yeah, I'm looking at you. You have bombers, bottled lightnings. You don't have any healing
5: left. Can I stand over her dying corpse to fight this thing? What
1: I would probably recommend you can either do that, but she is in the acid pit. Uh, sorry, she's in the acid, oh. So there's you a. Pool. might wanna, yeah, she's in the pool, so you probably want to maybe pull her out of the acid so she doesn't keep taking damage.
5: Yes, I will do
1: that. Okay, I will say you're able to run up to her and grab her and just move her five feet out of the acid. I'll say you're there. Brixley is up.
3: All right, actions one and two are moving to Pari. Okay. And then I'm going to lay on hands on her.
5: Ooh,
2: okay. If you stand there, you're in the acid.
3: Oh, wait, yeah, that's the acid. I don't want to be standing in the acid. Sorry. I had the notion that I wanted to stand between it and the dr- and Pari and the Drudge, but not if I'm standing in acid to do it. There's the acid. Right? So, yeah, I'm going to be foolish and heroic and use my lay
1: on hands for an innocent townsperson instead of us. You run up to Pari. You quickly grab her as Kate is cradling her. And you lay on hands for 12 points of healing,
3: Caden, do not let this innocent child die.
2: And you
1: think you hear her uh, breathing become more steady, but she doesn't open up her eyes or anything. But it looks like she uh, looks a lot better than before. And all the acid burns and pummeling is now uh, healed up. Let's see, Ember would go, but you didn't. Ember's just sort of looking around. Alchemical drudge. Interesting. Okay, grappled.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to look up the escape action. Escape,
1: basic action. It's an athletics. Um, the it's let's see here it is. You attempt using your unarmed attack modifier against the DC of the effect. So it's an well interesting. So it's a check using your unarmed attack against the DC of your athletics. So what is your my athletics, athletics
2: DC is nineteen.
1: It's pretty good pretty good so he will punch you to keep moving here we go 13 so he does not break free of your grab good Hmm.
2: he can try again but at minus five i understand that
1: well sees that you are doing this instead It tries to break free, looks at you, and vomits. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it doesn't suck. Give me a reflex save. 22. Success. I rolled three points of damage. You take one point of acid damage, and you're an acid. Celeste is up. That was not a good turn.
4: Alright, Celeste is going to start like uh, running up to the thing, sort of walking up to it slowly, casting her spell and toss a big uh, a big ball of fire at it. Fire! Produce flame!
1: You hit! Nine points of damage.
4: Fantastic.
1: Little bit on fire. So Is it immune to that? Nope, it is not. Good job. Woo! Crew's up.
2: Alright, I'm going to use one action to step. Since uh, my grab goes away on this turn anyway. start. I'm going to start swinging my flail around, building up some momentum while I do em, working myself up, getting into a rage. And then I'll attack it with my last action. You done? Yeah, that's three actions. You somehow miss.
1: But Cade's up. Maybe Cade will rescue you all. Maybe he will. Okay, he doesn't have a weapon drawn because he was rescuing Pari. He, he
5: draws a short sword.
2: Get your striking dagger out.
5: Striking dagger? Is that just do an extra D4, is that right?
2: Yeah, two D four plus uh just All two right. D four.
5: Is it a plus one striking dagger? Yeah. Alright. Um how do I want me to roll that, Steve? What's this dagger you're talking about? She's it was on Villery. Villery's dagger? Oh, you're just gonna take it and hope for the best? Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. So you take her dagger and let's see, what does it do? How did you know what it is? I didn't tell you that. I didn't say it was magic.
3: I
2: read your mind.
1: I
3: could have sworn mm-hmm. you
2: said it was. Maybe. I just said it was I heard
3: magic it. Or, oh, or maybe mm-hmm. you bragged about it when you were hitting us with
1: it. <laughs> I hope so. Well, is it one or not? If you're going to find out. Hold on. I'm doing
3: All stuff. Right. It, it magically heals alchemical drudges. <laughs>
2: wouldn't that be something it's
3: the stabby dagger of healing God I hope so
2: okay
1: I have Villary's daggers in there go go gadget dagger okay hold on the
5: dagger hero, feels, he, hero point oh.
1: feels like you sh- don't deserve this dagger and <laughs> I deserve you, it gives you a two let's see if your
5: uh your hubris pays off. <laughs> yeah
4: that's a beautiful sound
5: unless they're immune to criticals because they're some sort of construct
1: that's what I was looking up they are not immune to criticals oh so excellent it gets hit for 16 points of damage plus an extra enjoy those. 7
5: yeah oh, aww yeah. that's not fair nobody hurts Pari in this town okay the drudge
1: didn't know what hits it. 120 feet from its goal, it drops, and from within its hand out rolls a ring. And you see Pari's eyes open. And she flickers them, and she looks around and says, "I knew you'd save me, Cade.
5: You did great, kid. You were way out of your out of your uh, skill range, but you did great. I'm glad you're all right."
2: I'm going to go shut Sir Lauren Kent's eyes.
1: Okay, he's dead. You look at him and it looks like there was no hope to healing him. He uh, obviously fought violently and saved the town as he was a mere 120 feet away from the Plague Stone.
2: Does he have a necklace or a ring or anything I can remember him by? Uh, yeah, he has stuff.
1: He has a ring, he has necklace, he actually has both. He has, looks like some ornamentation from his days as a fighter. He gave up his wearing his armor, if you remember, after you showed him the error of his ways. So he kind of stopped drinking and stopped wearing his armor and started to instead walk around uh, more like a civilian. But it cost him his life as he wasn't fully prepared for one final battle.
2: Well, I'm going to take his necklace and I'm going to put it on. Let's go secure the Plaguestone.
5: Was this because we took his sword? Or we gave us his sword?
2: He
3: gave you his sword. It's true, a plus one sword would have been kind of handy for him. But...
2: Well, we turned it into a plus one flail, and that was awfully handy for us.
1: It sure was. That's true. So, it's dead. And Pari's just sort of looking around, wondering what's going on. It's like, did you stop it? Did, did you did you kill it? I don't know what it is, but it looked menacing. And after I heard Sir Lawrence Kent yell for help, I was just getting ready for my morning chores coming into town. And I and I, I heard him and I saw it.
5: You saved the town. You saved the town. She looks at you and smiles and says,
1: Well, hopefully mom won't punish
5: me for this. I think you're immune to punishment for a while, kid.
1: I hope so too. She just sort of snuggles up against her little teddy bear,
5: Cade. And a hugger and a little a little tear comes out of his eye.
4: Looks like you're a hero of Etrin's Folly from where I'm standing.
5: That's for sure.
1: She is. So it's about eight o'clock in the morning. People are coming by and starting to enter into town, sort of doing their morning chores when they all sort of see what's going on and you start hearing commotion of people calling out, saying that there's something going on out here, that there's a fight and some creature and acid and someone's dead, and you just hear lots of commotion. Brixley,
4: why don't why don't you tell them what happened? Everything's still so confused in my mind.
3: Yeah, I'll kind of I'll kind of find a place, you know, near the plague stone itself, and kind of summon the townspeople together.
4: But not with the ring. Yeah,
3: not with the ring. You guys hold the ring far away.
1: So sure enough, Sheriff Roth shows up. And of course, all the other vagabonds appear. Pinnick is there.
2: Flonk is there.
1: Delma, Trin, Nolia is not there.
2: Oh, look, local farmer showed up. Haven't seen him for a while. The guy who punched me in the bar bar brawl is he here? <laughs>
1: yeah, he is. The farmer Elium, he's there too. It's the final chapter, the final bow, the epilogue. Everyone shows up to come to the center of town, wondering what's going on. Why? Why? Why is why is he dead? What happened to Sir Lawrence Kent? What happened to Pari? Why is there a dead creature? What's going on? No, oh, no.
3: Well, I'm afraid. It was the ghosts of of the past, as Vilri, the daughter of the witch, tried to take her revenge on your town. Um, she's been experimenting with alchemy all this time, and her, pl- her plan—part of part of her plan—was all of the misshapen animals and blight. But her her master plan involved hiding some sort of poison in the plague stone itself that she was going to try and release. To kill everyone in town. And this creature was attempting to deliver the final key that would unlock it. Your townspeople here, Good Sir Kent and Pari, were pivotal in stopping it long enough for us to get here and help. So, they are heroes and should be treated as such.
1: They all look around and are horrified and they start saying, it's like, See! She was a witch. She was horrible. Look, her daughter wanted to kill us. She wanted to kill us.
4: Everyone in that family wants to kill us. It's not so. Her mother helped you. Her mother helped cure the plague that almost wiped out this town. And you didn't understand her ways and turned against her. That's what made Villery the way she is. That's what rooted the, the seed of anger and hatred in her. And fostered it for all that time, tossing her out. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's bad. I don't...
3: Certainly no one no one here deserved to die, but part of her grievance was that she the town turned their back on her after, you know, after turning out her mother.
1: Did you say that they all sort of look down at their feet as they realize, this is true. They did treat her poorly. They did treat her as an outsider. And Delma looks at you and says oh, it's like we've done such bad things
4: maybe we deserve to
1: die no one should have been treated that way especially a little girl what were we doing what did we do
4: sometimes it's difficult but it's important to remember that people shouldn't be guilty for the sins of their ancestors and as she says this Celeste sort of un- subconsciously grabs at the, the amulet in her pocket the only thing we can do is try and take a good step forward. Try and be kinder to our neighbors and, and visitors. Try and see the best in people and not the worst. Try and assume the best in people. I think that's what's what I love about this town. And there was just a, a misstep, a mistake. And uh, one that almost cost you all your lives, it's true. But it doesn't mean that you can't continue to, to go on and to be better.
3: You can always find a better path. Sir Kent showed you that, as did Pari. They died, well, Sir Kent died, and, and Pari almost died trying to save this town. So, in, in doing so, they,
5: they show you a path forward. I've uh, known a lot of warriors and fighters in my time. I fought side by side with these three, and I'd be proud to fight alongside Pari as well. She's one of us.
1: Well, Delma looks at you and sort of does a knowing smile, but Uncle Targy, who was wheeled out in his wheelchair to see what all the commotion's about, just sort of goes,
4: Ugh. It's
1: like, agree to disagree, he says under his breath.
4: Disagree about what?
1: He looks at you and says, oh, nothing, nothing. Just an old man. Thinking back, guess what's done is done.
4: Hmm. Maybe you should leave things then to the young to those who have uh, an interest in investment in their own future. What do you say, Delma? Time for another election?
1: She says, Well, we appreciate what you've done for this town, but it's something we have to think about. And I want to see, uh, obviously, all the notes. I presume there's lots of evidence and information you were able to collect from wherever you confronted this villary. I'm sure with time we'll be able to fully understand what's behind this, and I think that will help everyone heal in this town. We obviously have your word, but evidence will go a long way to solidifying that and making sure this doesn't happen again.
4: I think we'll need to borrow the cart again for that. There's libraries worth of books and notes and information to go through. It's going to take some time She did, time so to she do did that. have
3: 20 years to
1: plan this, so... Ah, oh, well, you can, you can keep the cart after uh, all this. Seems like you always need it. Hmm. Huh. And Sheriff Roth steps up and he It's like, I'm very impressed with everything you've done here, especially after helping such a tiny community. You don't even know who we were. You just did this out of the kindness of your heart. You found the murderer. You avenged Bort, and looks like you saved all of us. We owe you so much, I don't even know where to begin.
2: You could begin with dinner.
1: Well, of course, at the very least, free of charge, you can stay at Feed Mill as long as you like. And uh, your tab is wiped away. Uh, any money you owe, that's 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 all taken care of. And of course, we're about to have breakfast, but we could have a big feast of uh, turnips. And I'll even break out my special batch of turnips galore. That's right. It's a special breed of turnips that we only use for special occasions, but I think this is as special as they come. We'll even bring out our special turnip wine, our special turnip mead, and we might even do our special turnip turnover surprise.
2: That sounds lovely. I can't wait to be out of this town.
4: There are some more orders of business that we should take care of, however. The plague stone should be removed carefully, very carefully. It was somehow involved in this plot, and well, it, I think it's high ta- time that the town move on from their history about the whole plague that came through and, and find a better moniker for this, for this village, for this area. Even Etran's folly seems a bit well, a bit downcast. I'd say with all that you've been through, persistence is really the heart of this town, the heart of these people. Maybe we'll find a, a new name, a better name. Etran's persistence, perhaps. But still, arrangements should be made, um, and maybe some of you would like to volunteer your time to to come and help us bring back what we can.
1: Sure, a lot of the farmers look and say, oh, of course, of course, a whole bunch step forward to say, we'll help, let them look both curious as to what was going on as so little occurs within this town and any excuse is a good excuse to leave. Plus, a lot of them seem to be really taken aback, shocked by... Everything that happened here, and that they were this close to all dying. With that, also that um, some of the more industrious people, like farmer Elium, and the dwarves, show up and they carefully approach the plague stone. Your dwarven friends, Mister Brixley, they make short work of looking at the plague stone, and sure enough, notice. That there is an incredibly well hidden secret entrance that no one would know without knowing to look for it. And inside it's filled with what appears to be some liquid of some sort. A green liquid. It seems to be inert right now. But they obviously realize touching this or doing something with it would probably not be best. As who knows what this would do?
3: Perhaps we should, uh, you know, over the long haul, we should go through Villery's notes and see if there's any means of neutralizing it or destroying it. Yes.
2: We could set it on fire. It's fungal in nature. I mean, that should do it, right?
1: Or kill everyone. Yeah. Or kill everyone.
3: Yeah. We don't want to guess wrong. We need we to be sure.
1: Those. So okay. your two, uh, your two acolytes. Who's it? Edfor Four and and Metamon. Metamon they they look at it and they say, mm, we think we could figure this out we uh, we're pretty skilled with stone masonry, and they're looking at it. It's like we can we can siphon this out safely. I don't think anyone should uh, go anywhere near it now. I think we can handle this, and with Kaden Kalin's blessing, we should be able to safely take out this vile liquid and dismantle the Plague Stone once and for all. Perhaps a statue to Caden Kalin. We should rededicate this town in his image.
3: I think Caden's got a church. I think you guys should choose a symbol that
2: matters to you. Maybe Sir Lauren Kent. That's an excellent
1: idea. Everyone sort of mumbles and they say, how about a compromise? Sir Lawrence Kent. Sword in one hand, beer mug in the other. After all, he, he did like to drink.
4: And some turnips hanging from his belt, I'm sure.
1: Oh, Of course, that goes without saying. Everyone sort of mumbles, like, of course there's turnips. Why wouldn't there be turnips? Were you assuming there weren't going to be turnips? So with that, it looks like Etrin's folly is saved. Sir Lawrence Kent died protecting the Count. Your church is complete. Obviously, Caden Kalin seems to be pleased with Brixley, as he does have Ember and no normal priest her follower of Cade and Kalin, would normally get something as exquisite as a flaming cat's as a mount. Pari is alive and will continue her adventures either with Cade or with the caravan. But Celeste still has a lot of unfinished business. She still knows she's cursed. She still has a contract of some sort written in language she can't quite understand. Her story is not over.
4: Well, She has a lifetime to figure it out. Over the coming days of celebration and rebuilding after all this, Celeste comes to her companions over some turnip porridge, uh, perhaps celebrating that very evening. You know, once they get the caravan up and running and leaving town, I suppose you'll all be leaving. I don't think I'm going to go with you. At least not just yet. This town has seen has seen so much strife, has seen so many hardships. And I think that establishing the establishing the temple to Caden Kay- Kaleen is gonna give them something to celebrate, certainly, certainly. But I think they also need well they also need some guidance. I've become really close with Loris recently, Imperial Lord of Charity and volunteer work and well, I think that's the next chapter of my life. Get to know some of my distant relatives a bit better, and as well as help them sort of rebuild and recover. Maybe even set up the livestock again, now that the, the forest isn't going to be continually poisoned. And, uh, I don't know.
3: Sounds like they could use a mare with a little less of a chip on his shoulder.
4: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Mostly I just want to see this place prosper again. All the rundown buildings, all the empty houses. It just seems so sad, so lonely. I think they need hope again. And in time, I plan on making my way, I'm not sure, probably to Absalom. I hear there are great libraries there and people far learned than I am to help me with this this contract. She pats a scroll case on her belt. But I've got the rest of my life to deal with that. And longer, as it seems. <laughs> so, but for now, this is the more immediate danger. This is the more immediate problem, and I think I'm needed here. How about you? What will you do after this?
2: I haven't right figured it out yet. I think I'm just gonna head south and see where the wind takes me.
5: I'll head south with you.
2: I'd enjoy the company. We still have to. We still have to establish the spirit. Spirit.
5: That's true.
3: (laughs) Well, I will want to come back and check on my church every once in a while, but, you know, there is still a whole big world to explore. You know, we'll try south for a while, and there's whenever that's done, there's three other compass directions to check out.
2: All sounds pretty good to me.
4: Well, Brixley, maybe maybe when you come back to check on your church, I'll be ready to go.
2: Fair enough.
3: Hopefully they'll have some crops other than turnips by then.
2: Oh, that'd be nice.
3: I'm sure with your stewardship, you could manage it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hoping so. They're good people, and as much as they love turnips, I'm sure if we could get an import of something more interesting, that would pique their interest. Well, we could diversify. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe they'll even like radishes.
2: Has crop rotation even been invented yet?
1: Maybe that's your calling. Crop rotation and soil management. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
5: It's an archetype. Prue, dirt farmer. (laughs) Soil manager.
2: Oh, God. Prue, frost hammer, dirt farmer. That sounds right miserable.
1: As you, uh, are winding down, figuring out what you're going to do with the rest of your lives, Tamil comes up to you and says that she's about ready to go. But before so, she wants to have a funeral for Bort and asks if you could, uh, I'll accompany her to the funeral. It just wants to do with herself and you. That's true.
3: We never really did lay him to rest properly either. Events kind of overtook us.
1: So, certainly. Well, she wanted to wait until he was brought to justice. And she is eternally thankful. She very quietly walks over to a nice part of the forest where he's already been laid to rest and a tombstone's been placed. She... Looks at you all and says, If you'd like to say a few words, please do. I know you didn't know Bort very well. He was a good man. Complex man. But he treated everyone well and he was always happy to lend a story, lend a smile. He was a great boss and someone I really enjoyed being with. I'm really going to miss him. He didn't deserve to go this way. I'm not happy that he died in such a horrible way, but at least there's a little bit of comfort knowing that he was avenged, and then the end. His death might have inadvertently saved the town. Anyone
5: else wishes to say any words? Uh, Kate will step up and I'll uh, say, you know I, know, I know that his death was tragic and didn't deserve it, but that caravan brought us all together for a reason, right? This town would have been a literal corpse graveyard full of people destroyed by... Some mad woman's revenge. So I have to thank Bort for his one last act of bringing us together.
4: Thank
1: you, Bort. With that, she walks up and she says, Fond farewell to the caravan master. In spite of any of the shady deals he might have made over the years with questionable characters, he was a genuinely kind and fair man. He was fun to ride with, and I will dearly miss him. Tamil sheds more than a couple of tears And with that, she just puts her head down, does a final nod, and wanders back to town. As you're walking slowly back to town, she wants to say that she's incredibly grateful for everything you've done. Helping solve Bort's death and bringing villains responsible to justice. She opens up a pack, and inside is rings that you heard about. She looks at you and says, these were Bort's rings, many of them magical. This was his most prized possession. I find it fitting that each of you should take one to remember Bort by and to have my eternal gratitude of saving him and hopefully use something to remember him by. Thank you. With that, you see the rings. They're pretty nice. One is a small ornate copper band with a small ruby. That's Bort blessings. That makes you a little bit better at talking people into things. There's Merchant's Guile, a ring made from blue-colored ivory, two sharp decorative protrusions on the sides. It's quite heavy. She goes on to explain that uh, you can use this ring to determine if things are magical. It's quite a time saver for someone like Bort. Another one is uh, a rose gold ring adorned in the center by an ominous-looking horned skull. gives you the power to cast minor spells like detect magic mage hand and prestidigitation another one that's a fanciful ring with an ornate band with swirling decorations with three bright emeralds. This one allows you to refresh yourself from fatigue. I always wondered how he was able to go all night drinking and just keep on going the next day. I now know how he did it. It's another ring. It's a simple ring with no gemstone. And this allows you to grant yourself five temporary hit points, get a little bit stronger, a little bit more robust every day. And then finally, a uh, warrior training's ring with a simple sharp-edged sculpture on the band's center. And with this, it allows you to become even better at attacking, even using weapons you aren't trained at.
2: Huh, like grenades. Like grenades.
1: She looks at you and says, you don't need to decide right now, but I thought you all should be duly rewarded for a job well done. And with that, she says, are any of you joining us? We're about to leave town.
2: Where are you headed?
1: South. I guess we'll continue on our way.
2: All right, let me grab my stuff. Is Pari around?
1: Pari could be around. You can find her.
5: I'll find her. It's like, we're headed south on the caravan. Do you want to come? She looks at you with a big old smile and says, really? You, will, will you
1: will you train me? Can I, can I stay with you and... and and be with you during this time? I mean, I still have so much to learn. I mean, of course, you know, I, I don't want to be a burden or anything.
5: You won't be. And you'll be with me and and uh, Prue and Brixley. We'll, we'll all teach you how to fight. And you'll uh, help us protect the caravan. She just looks at you and says,
4: oh,
1: that'd be great. I know, I know mom's going to be sad. But it's time for me to move on. And this has been my lifelong dream. And after that fight, I have to tell you, I was scared. Scared, I tell you. And I, I thought things were going to go bad, especially after that acid was on me. But you know what? I was actually really excited. And I wasn't really that scared. Not in the end. I just felt exhilarated. Is that what you feel when you fight?
5: I used to. And maybe I will again.
1: Yeah, I think I think I like it. I don't know what that says about me, but I want to keep learning. Okay. Um, I'm going to go quickly get my stuff and, and, and tell Mom... And say goodbye to my mom. I know she's going to be really sad, and uh, uh, I'll figure out some way to come back and visit her every so often. Or
5: we'll be back know. to visit.
1: okay, that's we'll good. I'm going to tell her that. I'll tell her that.
5: Uh, which ring did I get? It's up to you. Whichever one you wish. Uh, I'll I want to take the warrior's training ring, and I want to give it to Pari. Okay, Aww. it's the one that gives you a bonus to your attack roll for weapons you're untrained with, and she's not super trained in anything yet, so. Ooh, that's a level five magic item you gave a level one rogue thief
1: warrior person. We're not sure what she is right. yet.
5: That's going to give her a
1: big bonus. That's
5: right. She needs to be safe. I feel responsible for her. So.
1: so they're packing up the caravan, and she looks at you all. I guess you all say goodbye to each other. Celeste staying back. Ember.
4: I was going to say, before they leave, Celeste is going to approach Perry and say, Well, it looks like you're going to set out on your first adventure. I have something for you. I, I hope you'll accept it. And she reaches into her pouch and pulls out her compass. It still has the uh, like Andorin Trading Company's logo embossed on it and everything. It says, This was uh, given to me by my father when I first left town. And he said it would help me find my way. And while I didn't use it a whole lot during my time here, it certainly seems that I have found my way. So I hope it helps you find your way as well. And she hands it over to Perry.
1: Perry takes it and gives you a big old hug and says, oh, thank you so much.
4: I'm going to miss you all so much. Oh, you'll be back and uh, I'll make sure to look in on your mother just in case she's having a hard time. That'd be great. I know she's going to put up a strong front,
1: but she's going to be really, really sad. Maybe you can use your magic to contact me and pass messages once in a while if you get stronger or learn some spells to do that.
4: Yes, perhaps. I'll, uh, I'll look into it. Well, farewell.
1: So finally, at the very end, as you pull out and leave the whole town, waving, seeing you off, seeing the celebration and sad, few things first of all they give you some goodie bags some travel rations turnips turnips and more turnips in every shape and size conceivable it seemed like every member of the town created their own special turnip dish just for you they say look at you and say always remember us never forget us and finally as you're leaving Tamiel says, oh, I almost forgot. And she pulls out her cask and her formula for old Woody and hands it to Brixley.
2: Oh, boy.
3: Nice. The real prize.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling Caden Kinlin has something in store for old Woody. Here's the formula of how you make it. I warn you, it's a little touchy. If you uh, mess it up even by a small amount, you might lose your eyebrows. Then again, if you drink it, you might lose your eyebrows. Maybe it's supposed to do that. Who knows? But here you go.
3: Excellent. I will treasure it and share it with as many people as can handle it safely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, who knows? Maybe we can turn it into an alchemist bomb. It seems like Old Woody has endless possibilities. He can remove, you know, paint, put you out, explode, does everything.
5: Yep. Before we leave, Cade will go to Celeste and and uh, he'll say, um, you know, thanks for everything you've done, and you've been uh, you've been our leader. I feel since we've been doing this, and well, you know, it's it's been my honor to, to to travel and fight with you.
4: The honor is all mine. I I don't know that I was any sort of leader. I uh, moral compass, perhaps. <laughs> we'll leave it well, at that.
5: That's. Same in my book, and he'll give her a big hug and then use sleight of hand to put the poop dagger in her belt.
4: Oh, no. Just a little something to remember him by. I'm sure.
5: Always be safe.
4: You too. Bye, everyone. I can't wait till the next time I see you. I'm sure you'll have plenty of stories to tell me. Hopefully I'll have a couple to tell you as well.
3: But if you need help, if you find you need help breaking that pact... True. Figure out a way to get a hold of us and we'll come back and help you do it.
4: Oh, I'm sure I'll be able to use your assistance. As I said, next time you come around these parts, maybe I'll come with you and we'll all travel to Absalom together. Right? I'm sure I'll find a book or something somewhere there that'll help me figure this out.
1: With that, Tamil looks at you all and says, you know, I hear there's some really good circuses in Absalom.
5: I've never seen a circus. What's a circus? Oh, you'll love it. They do shows,
1: they have animal tricks, they do magic. It's just a fun time for all.
4: Parry's ears, perk up.
1: Hey,
5: Pari, you want to go to the circus?
1: Do I? That sounds like so much fun. Maybe
2: that could be on our adventure. You got it, kid. We'll go to the circus.
3: I bet the circus doesn't have a flaming cat, though. <laughs> That's true. They
2: have flame. I bet they have other flaming animals, though.
1: Maybe Brixley needs to join the circus.
4: Really? When's the last time you saw an animal that was on fire? Come now.
1: Ridden by a gnome with purple hair and bright green clothing.
3: Carrying a a flask of alcohol that could take the paint off. (laughs) stuff. He is the circus.
1: Maybe Brixley uh, needs to start his own circus.
4: He could be the uh, main act. Hmm.
3: There you go, one man show, one gnome show.
4: Maybe you shouldn't hold old Woody so close to Ember.
3: True, sure, it probably is flammable.
4: Is old Woody just
2: turpentine?
3: No, it's much it's so, so much more. I mean, yes, that is one of its ho-
2: common household uses. But... I feel like if you drink too much, it'll make you go blind. If you drink
1: any, it will make you go blind.
2: I think it's just concentrated
1: turpentine. That's a,
3: that's a feature. That's a feature, not a bug.
1: In past adventures, drinking Old Woody did make what happened. I think my skin turned blue for a little while, or something. That's uh, something. That's right. You're like your skin turned blue. Because uh,
3: it's hard. It's hard to pick out which was Old Woody and which was the Numerian fluid. But yeah,
1: something happened. That's right. That's right. Numerian fluid was just as bad. Oh, you never drank the. Uh, you never drank the uh, the ke- chemical stuff that you found. How oh, well? There's still time. He's awfully quiet over there.
3: Mm hmm. I'm just digesting the whole thing. It's a little bit of a somber end note. I didn't expect poor Sir Kent to get killed, but I said some
1: nice things.
2: Yeah, that kind of sucked. He died a hero, so that's as good as anyone can get, I guess.
1: Well, if he made it to the Plague Stone, it does 66 damage to everyone in the town. And then kills everyone in three rounds. I, I oh, actually, geez. I actually
3: had a question and a comment. Um, the question was, or actually, two different questions. I mean, one question is if we had died in the Villy fight when you said you had a plan for that. I had sort of been. I was wondering, we like gonna what make us fight as townspeople or something? Might like, still fight the, you know, still fight the creature, but fight as like townspeople or something.
1: Actually, yeah, I probably would have had you become like. Sir Lawrence Kent and Parry, Parry
3: and Metamon and a couple other yeah, people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and a few others. And it probably would have been wading through people to try to destroy the I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> and I was read the 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 effects of it going off and realizing, wow, you can just end this and everyone dies. i just like the. it's like the ending is literally everyone dies it's like the heroes die and the town dies and that's the other
3: question i had was is the success or failure of the side quests or do determine who's around to help with the final fight or is that just kind of flavor
1: that's flavor and they uh i was thinking to myself like
3: if you don't say if you don't kind of help sir lawrence kent is he just not there at the end and
1: yeah, he drinks himself through a stupor, or he can die, because he can go investigate the ghost on his own, and he can then get killed from the ghost. You know, you don't have to help out Pari at all. You don't have to...
3: But it doesn't necessarily affect the actual final thing. No. It sounds no. like it
1: does. Well, well it does indirectly. It so. I made it so. I made it so. There's The, the, the adventure definitely felt like the first chapter was very detailed and then chapters two and three are just a straight up fight and it looks like there was a lot cut I, I mean I could just sort of tell the way it was written and I spoke to, um, I know there was more to it just speaking to Jason So, and that's just the, due to page count of uh, printing the book it looked like there was a lot more in there, like more backgrounds, more characters, so I just kind of took it and ran with
5: it. I mean I definitely felt like my actions mattered outside of a fight in this game because we were training Pari and because we helped for Kent and the ranger yeah,
3: I feel weirdly proud of proud of setting up the church of Kate and Kalia, yeah. even as a side objective it's still kind of cool
4: yeah I think the side quests were amazing cool
1: well he put them in but then I added to them because they just ended like the Kent one just ended the church is there and you can set it up to anything you want so we just made it Kane Kalin. It could have been anyone. It didn't matter. In fact, he was, they say in there, like basically whatever you, you worship is what they'll make it for. Um, Pari is in there, but very basic. Just says, oh, she wants to be trained. That's about it. And believe it or not, the uh, amulet is in there, but it's very open ended how it works. And I kind of added more to it, but it is in there. And um, it is Carvassalon. That is in there too. Uh, but it's very open ended of how it works and what the carbassalon means. So that I kind of well, I thought,
3: I thought Celeste's was most the most interesting overall.
2: Yeah. Because for of sure. The fact
3: that it extends beyond the life of this adventure and it could be something that she can play around with for, you know, possibly all the way to level twenty. Yeah, Still I haven't written job. out. I haven't written there. out
1: what it all means. Like I didn't just give it and just say it's ended. So whether we continue or if she wants to keep playing with uh, Celeste, I can give it. You guys are all made level four, by the way, obviously, and um, and then one of those rings if you want to take it. And then I can give you everything in terms of gear. There's a ton of gear and tons of gold and all that stuff. I can break it all that all that out at the end.
4: I've got some ideas on how we might proceed with it, but we can talk to about it when it's not midnight.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could proceed a couple of different ways. And I know people are very interested in Celeste. It's like people want to know.
3: <laughs> well, I'm hoping to meet the young dwarf as like a new a new cleric of Cade and Kaleen out in the world someday. And maybe he'll be like he'll actually grow up and become an adventurer too, or something.
1: Oh, not only that, they're going to all be having tattoos of uh, old Woody.
3: Either that or it'll be the special. It'll be the Order of Ember. They'll all have fire cat tattoos.
1: Hey everyone, Steven here. There we go. The end of the Fall of Stone. The adventure is complete. All hail the conquering heroes. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Get to hear a little bit about what happens to the characters at the end. One note, if you yourself are recording your very last session... Do not have it continue way past midnight. As you can hear, everyone was gung-ho and excited, and we had a really, really long session, and I wanted to stop it, but everyone insisted we kept going, and then at the very end, when it was well past midnight, we'd been going four-plus hours, everyone really ran out of steam. So, I'm going to go through and tell you a few things of what to expect now, because it's really rare, if you think about it, how often do you actually get to finish your adventures? I would say like 90-95% of you, you just don't. Most times you hear like you're running adventures and you're going one after another and then someone drops out or someone moves away and then you can't meet and next thing you know it just ends. I've heard so many people say it just quote fizzled out and it just ended and there's no conclusion. There's no resolution to what happens and this is the thing it's that we ended it. If you pick up the book today and read it, there's nothing left. I went through every page. We went through every aspect of the adventure. We are done. But the stories for these characters are not done, and that was very much on purpose. Are they going to go open up the spirit's spirits? Who knows? Jason's character is kind of done with his backstory of setting up the church, and obviously Old Woody needs to be spread around Galarian. But what about him and his adventures with Ember? What's going to come of them? And then finally, the one that everyone keeps asking me about is Celeste. Because, well, the other ones sort of had a resolution to them, but Celeste has no resolution. She found out that she has a horrible curse on her, and that she is damning herself every single time she tries to cast a spell. And she doesn't even have the capacity to read the contract she found. So what are we going to do about that? Well, a few things. First of all, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm telling you that right now. We already have plans to bring them back. Maybe they'll show up in Three Ring Adventure. I know it sounds crazy, but it could happen. We are in the world of Glarian, and I could have Celeste show up. Vanessa would have to play two characters, but I don't think that's a problem for Vanessa. Plus, in the old Pathfinder and D&D systems, you had the Follower feat, which allowed you to play multiple characters, so I, I think we're okay with that. We could have them show up in the Tales from the Black Lodge. Very, very possible. We'll see about that as you start listening to that. You'll see how that could occur. But as I said last week, probably what we're going to do is I'm planning on hopefully bringing back all four characters to the Pathfinder adventure, The Slithering by Ron Lundeen. That starts off at level five, which would be perfect because at the end of this adventure, everyone just became level four. So all they really need to do is get their characters up to level 5, they can bring all the same equipment, all the stuff they found, they have the same backstory, and we'll figure out a way to tie it in that they can continue their adventures in the Slithering. And then with that, we'll be able to have a fun adventure where they're going to be tracking down slimes and oozes and goo, and we can find out more about Celeste and maybe she can get to the bottom of this curse. We can maybe have Chapter 2 of the Spirit Spirits, see if they ever open that up. Maybe they're going to be opening up franchises throughout Galarian, who the heck knows. And then of course Brixley has to be opening up other churches of Caden and Killeen across the world of Galarian. And spreading Old Woody wherever he goes near and far. But if you have any questions about these characters, guess what? You have access to everyone, that's right, just go to our Discord. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. We're all on there, so you can ask questions galore. Just go to the Stone Spoiler Channel, ask your questions, find out what happened to Celeste, find out what happened to the Spirit Spirits, find out what happened to Old Woody. They're on there all the time, so feel free to come by and ask us some questions. As for the Pathfinder Adventure of the Slithering, that doesn't come out till the summer, so the soonest we would probably get that going is probably August. So in the meantime, make sure you definitely check out Three Ring Adventure. It has the exact same people except for Jason. Jason instead is going to be doing Tales from the Black Lodge, which is fascinating because Jason has been in every single podcast ever that we have ever, ever done. So isn't that crazy? So we're finally having him skip one. That, as you know, has already started. That is a fun adventure path, let me tell you. An adventure path, oh boy. That is going to take a while going from level 1 to level 20, but I will say the leveling is way faster in that adventure path. It probably took half the number of sessions to level up in that adventure path that it did in the fall of Stone. So just letting you know about that. It's going to go fairly quick. It's not going to be going on months where they go from level 1 to level 2. Probably be just a few weeks where they level up, so it's going to be quite quick. And as for Tales from the Black Lodge, as I said, that's a brand new adventure, episodic, it's going to allow us to bring people in and out as needed lots of small vignettes larger overall mystery find out more about that hopefully that will drop this week i'm still working on it and then oh yeah there's this thing called rpg superstar that's launching this week where you will be able to create a monster for pathfinder second edition Submit it, and if you are chosen, you can be published in the Role for Combat Battle Zoo Bestiary. That's right, the Battle Zoo Bestiary, where it's going to have all the winning monsters in this gigantic bestiary, plus articles and support material from some of the best developers in the role-playing world. Of course, you can look at that at rpgsuperstar.com. And then, of course, our Patreon. If you want to continue to listen and support us, just go to our Patreon At patreon.rollforcombat.com For 10 bucks you can listen to us record all these episodes live I know people who go, they love it We talk to you, we answer questions You can listen to us before the show, after the show You probably only get about 50% of what we talk about in the podcast The other 50% you have to become a Patreon to listen to You can just do 5 bucks and if you're 5 bucks you can get the shows early That will work too Hopefully everyone really enjoyed this adventure. We had a great time running it. I actually learned a lot by running this adventure because this is the first time I ran a published adventure that had these really specific side quests. I've seen side quests before, but they're kind of thrown in almost optionally and they don't always integrate with the story that well. But this case, the side quests were excellent and I was able to mold them a little bit for each character. So they're able to not only do the side quests, but also develop their character at the same time. And that's something I really learned when I was running this adventure. Not only to give everyone a main goal, which in this case was saving Stone, but to give everyone their own individual side quests that not only bring something to the adventure, but bring something to their character as well. Again, I've done that before, but this really brought it to the forefront, and I was able to see things that I've never done before. And I'm going to bring that into all the other shows and podcasts we do right now. So once again, to sum up, thank you everyone for listening to the show and being part of it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you had a good time. If you made it this far, I presume you did. If you want to continue listening to the adventures of these four characters, hopefully they will be back later this year in Pathfinder Adventure The Slithering. Maybe they'll also show up in Three Ring Adventure. Maybe they'll show up in Tales from the Black Lodge. Probably they're going to show up in both. So make sure you subscribe and listen to those as well. And also, at a weird coincidence, for those of you who've been listening for over two and a half years of our Dead Sons Adventure Path, that is also ending this week. So weird coincidence that both podcasts end at the exact same week. I actually did this spreadsheet where I put out all the shows and I figured it out for like two and a half months ago. They both landed on the same week, and I was like, "What the heck? That is really weird." But I'm not going to argue. Makes things easier for me kind of. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, ended two podcasts, launched two podcasts, and start the RPG Superstar all in the same week. That might not have been such a good idea, but hopefully I will make it through this week, everything will go smoothly, and then I can start planning the next big adventure with these characters. Anyhow, once again, if you want to chat or say hi to anyone, just go to our Discord channel. I'm, I'm there all the time. But thanks again for listening to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Stone.
0: You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that you're not the first person to yell free bird at the bard.